listening to Fresh Take. You are listening to the Fresh Take Network. What it is, what it do, welcome to the Rundown. Joshua Adam I'm with the talented, sexy, and dangerous Devin here. It's Devin Seal. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes it sometimes. is. Sometimes. The Bad Batch is bad back. You know, that's very clever of you. Um, sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's bad in a good way, though. There was the episode, episode two of like, if Omega was around right now, she is falling down. (laughs) I knew she would be when they went to like that underground tunnel. I could just hear right now, like, Rekka! Rekka! I found out Mm -hmm. a hole, Rekka! You're actually getting much better at it. You could, I mean, if the show was an ending in six more episodes. The Rekka one is so easy because when she saw Rekka out of the ship, she's like, Rekka! Never said Hunter. Hunter and her just had like a stare at each other. And then I like the kind of the look across here that they did. Uh, I guess the biggest sense of lore from these four episodes that we have is once again Project Necromancer. Correct. Yep. Uh, which again is Dave Filoni's way of being like, I will make those sequels make sense, damn it. Well, yeah, for better or worse, they have a template of what they have to accomplish over the next, what is it, 15 years or 20 years or something yeah. like that. Uh, in, in Star Wars years, of course, not in real time. Um, and they're, I mean, when they're talking about the M count, really one thing should come to mind, right? Metachlorians. And it's Star Wars diabetes, metachlorians, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So uh, Omega is a, aberration abomination depending on who you ask but she's a successful blood transfusion of metachlorians into a viable level um how high that is we don't know yet does that make her force sensitive not necessarily but then we again, don't know every what force I... sensitive is now because yeah. finn, finn might have the force well he does have the force if you if if the christmas yes. lego episode is canonized I mean, it was already kind of talked about, like left in the air in episode nine. But if the Star Wars Lego episodes are canon, then technically Finn does have the Force. I don't know. What I was gonna, what I was gonna say. Every time a new piece of Star Wars media comes out, they change the definition of what Force sensitivity kind of is, including um, one of our, one of the community's biggest problems, which was in the Ahsoka show, and that was that everyone has the potential to access the Force and with enough training they can use the force and that was last jedi too something. though right with but the kid with it, the broom yeah bullshit like that and i mean the yeah. kid you know the kid with the broom i'm actually like I, there's even like fat factor in my force radar as to what's appropriate what's not appropriate because there's i mean there's beings all over the galaxy that are force sensitive um some of which are more in tune with than others um but the idea that sometimes it's about training and sometimes it's about innate ability when that you're born with and sometimes it's not and it just kind of depends on who they're talking about gets that special power um so i mean this would be such a friggin' kick in the nuts if omega at the last episode like or started demonstrating some kind of force sensitivity or 
whatever just out of like pure thin air because hunter or wrecker or crosshair or friggin' dog is like getting attacked by something um i don't anticipating it happen but then again this show is kind of like what like a puzzle piece that the the creators have to kind of jam into the already existing puzzle it has to fit into certain holes whether people like it or not yeah i mean yeah I, there's not a lot to really talk i mean you could break down each episode but i don't really know if that's ne fully necessary it's like you said I, I think the puzzle piece thing is is just right we're you know back to the necromancer stuff which is you know we saw a lot of that amando as well mm -hmm. some of the necromancer stuff uh there and it just all to to lead to somehow palpatine re palpatine returned which is we're getting more and more i mean even in the battlefront 2 there was some um part of that and that is part of canon apparently so they're more or less the i think feloni's goal is like hey if you're unhappy about links with stuff i'm gonna make it work I ended up making the sequels, uh, the prequels work for a lot more people and make them enjoy it. Obviously, there's the people that grew up with the prequels and I ended up mm -hmm. enjoying them for their reasons. And now there's going to be the people that grew up with the sequels. I've been saying this. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that dump on those sequels, but those sequels are their Star Wars. Ray and yeah. Finn and, and Poe and all them, they matter to them. And I and I saw it when I was at Disney. When Ray came on uh, the screen, Ray's a big deal. When there was the Ray cosplayer, Ray was a big deal. The same with Finn. So that's their star wars but you know for us that are entrenched in star wars lore we just kind of would be like just kind of make a little more sense of all this how pelpy came back and more and more well, it now. makes total sense it makes total sense because it happened in fortnite and how could you forget the fortnite limited time event which described it through a radio transmission i still need to know like who the rat people are that are doing the cloning of and we still need to learn um the rat people if yeah in episode nine there's like the little rat people that are like when uh kylo goes to that base and there's like those kind of like rat people that are like and you see all right. the other clones and you see the snipe uh stuff and all that stuff yeah this like the sith acolytes or something like that yeah um, so i need to do that we still need to know like who exactly snipe was like was he just snoke, like an snoke. snoke thank you yeah uh we need to with Snoke just like an avatar, more or less. Like, what was the deal with Snoke? Or Snoke, an attempt of you know cloning Sidious, but it was a bad attempt. But it was like, yeah, good enough. I mean, that would be kind of cool too. How many yeah. different clones of Sidious did they make that went berserk, went crazy, tried to fight him? Even um, to me, I think that that, that would be a much more interesting. Uh, well, you know, and it goes back to, you know, even the stuff with Anakin and 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 Palpatine, right, of him talking about Plagueis and talking about the uh, bringing back the dead and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it shows from day one an interest on resurrection from Palpatine. Uh, that is essentially almost every Sith Lord that that it ha comes to, to that we know by name throughout, like since the beginning of Star Wars lore yeah. um, is obsessed with cheating death or advancing signs to uh to to avoid the inevitable if you will including like essence transfers and um darth nihilus or whatever nihilus is like basically uh, a sith spirit in a in a, like a in a shell that controls the shell like there's a whole bunch of stuff that it, it seems like throughout the sith history they get closer and closer and closer and closer um 
it seems that Plagueis had discovered it. And then, as we know through the legend, uh, Sidious kills him in his sleep. Yeah. And then takes that information and then tries to perfect it or tries to utilize it to a further extent. Um, yeah. But we're getting like way off base here. Uh, we're talking about clones in, a, in, a, in the newly formed empire. Uh, so far, I've seen four episodes. The three-episode premiere, oh, that was so lame. Um, they didn't even really jive together at all. Um, the first two episodes are totally skippable. But that third episode focusing on... The first on one's the action- okay because of the dog-beast thing. So I guess there's that who connection. Just, who cares? Yeah. Um, but episode three, you know, exploring more of Tantus, which is kind of Wayland. Uh, from the expanded universe stuff, uh, the Project M stuff, Necromancer, which I really, really hope that we see into that vault because I, I bet you we're going to see a bunch of Clone Wars Order sixty six Jedi's that were gunned down and taken and experimented mm. on. That's what's in there is all the Jedi that they killed through Order sixty six. That would um, be wild. Now they're all going to be dead. They're all going to be frozen or in like a yeah, yeah, you know yeah. back there or something like that. But we're going to get boy like, uh, Plo Koon won't be in there because yeah, he died yeah. a fiery death. There's he no doubt about that. Um, having Ian McDermott back was just is just chef's kiss. Like I think they really nail Palpatine in these animated shows. Yeah, you know I know and, like the legend tells you Vader's the be- worst bad guy, but I and I know Vader's on the but Sidious is the bad is is the big bad. Like after time is. is gone, but I think, you know, when we go to the seventies and the eighties, right? Like people are like, Oh, one of the top villains is Darth Vader. I, by now, if it hadn't already, maybe this is just, you know, I'm speaking that what people know, but Sidious is the big, 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 big bad. It's almost like our definition. I, I wonder if this has to do with uh, our definition of trauma in general, mm. but our def our, our, our feelings towards Vader have changed so much. And even like throughout the last probably 15 or 20 years um, to being kind of like more of like a tortured individual, they definitely kind of expand upon that in the Darth Vader show, the Obi-Wan show yeah. where it's really just like a lot of self hate and failure and dejection and depression that he's going through more so than actual, like, like he hates everyone around him because he hates himself the most. Yeah. Um, which we don't get in those first three movies. And that goes back to your point about Palpatine being like truly, and as we've got more of Darth Vader stuff, we've gotten more Palpatine stuff. And now we've really seen that Palpatine uh, for all intents and purposes, truly is an evil son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. As far as the clones, you know, again, like yeah, episode two is just a filler episode. Um It'll be interesting. I mean, obviously now they're going to have the reconnection. They're going to be trying to chase down Omega and trying to get her and see everything that's going on there. Um, yeah, I don't really know really what else to really talk about with it. I, I think, you know, it was good that they did drop the three episodes that they did, to be honest. I, I thought that was a good choice by them because they just started off with just that one. Right. That would have not, I don't really think would have flowed as as well. And now... Now we're at a nice little flow. There's 15 episodes of this. It sucks. The first, the last episode is May 1st instead of May 4th. Like, come on, guys, that's I'm, a layup. I mean, we're we're splitting hairs at that point. I'm nitpicking, but it's just like, dude, that's a layup. 
Well, I mean, you you never know. Last Jedi, the the Jedi Tales of the Jedi come back. Yeah, they could surprise drop Tales of the Jedi, or they could surprise drop Visions or something like that that they have stored up, or another Lego Star Wars something. Um, The reason why I don't like the three episode premiere isn't because I dislike watching an hour and a half worth of Star Wars. It's because the three tales that they told were so segregated and separate from each other. And the first two added so little to the actual important episode, which was episode three of this particular season. Unlike when we got the ending of Clone Wars, which was, for example, like the Siege of Mandalore was three episodes, yeah. right? And that premiere, like that's one of the that's one of the strongest pieces of Star Wars media that we have in canon is that three episode thing. So if we're gonna do three yeah. episodes, make them all fit in a broad, like not even in a broad aspect but in a very, very particular aspect or uh, I mean, or just go back to one episode, but I think you're right. Like if they just released the first episode, I think they were like, I don't know what their views are like for that particular episode, but it wouldn't like, in my opinion, it's not very strong. It was, it was mixed. And some people liked the second one because they liked seeing the lore of the, the younger clones and seeing what that was. It was, it was sure. fine, but sure, we, that's we, fine. Yeah. Uh, but you know, now like we're, I just want more trajectory of where we're going with everything like that. I mean, I was kind of surprised yeah. that Omega was freed as fast as she was. I thought that would kind of carry on. Like if it would have been 15 episodes, I thought that would go at least, you know, six, seven episodes of Omega still there. And then, you know, and even Crosshair kind of like, you know, being ready to go as fast too. I thought there'd be like a little bit more like slower story building of like tr- her kind of bonding with Crosshair a little bit, but you know, whatever, it still worked out. There are subtle clues throughout the three episodes that um, her breaking through to him takes actually a significant amount of time because she's mm-hmm. doing like the little etches in the in the wall with the tallies and how many days she's been there. This is true. And it starts off like she's the, one of the first scenes it's within her first week of being there. Uh, I guess when you know five Earth five, five to seven Earth days. But by the end, she has. Um, a few dozen actually tallies of five altogether. So it almost seems like, especially with the freedom that she did have, she probably stopped by to talk to him every single day for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, she had enough time to build a relationship with a feral animal through feeding it. So, I mean, the real kick in the pants would be kind of, you know, to find out retroactively that the reason why that dog likes her is because she's force sensitive um but i'm not i don't i don't really want to get into that too much because i freaking i don't the animal stuff in the forest is kind of you know wishy-washy well, here's my thing too dev so if project omega is her yes. project alpha is supposed to be boba fett yes so why is she force sensitive and boba isn't uh, okay, so first of all, we don't know that she's force sensitive. We just know that no. she has a high metachlorian count. Or, yes. So um, I guess that's my let's rephrase the question then. Do we think that Boba has a high metachlorian count? It makes him that's why he's such a good bounty hunter. There's nothing to say that he wouldn't be so far. So I think that's a that's a really good pickup by you. Uh, I would assume so if they ever go talking about Project Alpha and Omega, that Boba comes up and but I yet the the tough part about Boba um which i think the show kind of contradicts the movie uh, the movie describes boba as being part of Django's fee yeah. they asked him so they said um not not let's say says something along the lines of like besides his considerable pay 
He only asked for one thing, and it was a completely unaltered clone of himself with no age enhancements or anything because he wanted yeah. a son. Yeah. So if the if the cloners messed around and made him Project Alpha, even though he's technically part of Django's fee, I don't think that makes a whole lot of sense. And if if Omega is still technically bred from Django, where did she get her M count from? Well, that's what they're working on. Yeah. Um, so this was probably part of the original order from Sifo DS and I guess Sidious, right? Yeah. Which was which because they placed that order roughly around the time of the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Um, so Palpatine and then Palpatine had already killed Plagueis at that point. Um, shortly, shortly, shortly before. Uh, so when he places that order, he probably talks about the idea of transferring Metachlorians to a host, uh, which is Project Omega. So they were working on, there's probably several versions of Project Omega that never got off the ground. And she's probably the final result. That's why it's Omega. Omega is the end. Yeah, because the one doctor is the first Omega. I suppose, I yeah. So I guess I mean, technically that could be Boba's first sister. I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess every clone is like a brother or sister, right? But we yeah. what, what they haven't really got into too much is the whole idea of... Uh, Just by female. age, though, it would make sense that Boba and her are around the same age at this time. Uh, Maybe Boba's a little bit older. No, Boba's not much. No, Boba is not as old as Emery. Are you talking Omega. about Omega? Omega, Omega. Ah, uh, yeah, pretty close within yeah. within a couple of years. Not yeah, enough to like in, really. In be... Clone Wars, he's still relatively young. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's not like we don't know anything about essentially teenage Boba. No, we kind of would have with the Cad Bane thing they got cut, but that's not canon. That's on the we would have known that, and we would have played as him or as a young adult at least if uh thirteen thirteen ever came true. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I brought up a few things. Uh, anything else from you for the first four? The show asks and dives into some really really interesting things. Um, the execution, you know, the, the we're nitpicking a kids show. Um, although at this point in time, I'm really kind of I'm really fighting with the idea that these adult that these shows are actually made tailor made for adults. Cause I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what seven year old would watch the bad batch and be like, <laughs> like, I don't see when I go. So when I frequent toy aisles or, or grocery stores, you know, supermarkets with all these kinds of things, you don't really see any kind of bad batch stuff. So no. it's like star Wars, star Wars collectibles and star Wars toys are really aimed. Not for, not for, the middle-aged kids like the the seven to 15 it's made for like like small children plushies and things like that baby yoda and lightsabers and stuff Grogu. or it's made for like yeah grogu thank you or it's made for like young adults and adults with money yeah so i'm i'm kind of like basically but i'm kind of thinking to myself like buy things like this oh man i don't want to show you what i'm not doing audio we're not doing video right now but I got my little Grogu right here. You got your little Grogu. I have like a several hundred dollars Hot Toys Commander Cody. Like, amazing. So I'm kind of I'm kind of flip flopping on the idea of if Bad Batch and to to extent like the Lost season of Clone Wars and the finale of Clone Wars is even meant for kids anymore. Like at this point, it's uh, I just don't know. Bailed. I mean, you know, it was my nephew. He's really into Star Wars, and we took him to, as I mentioned in the year end show. I we took him to see uh, Empire, and I was like. 
I remember when he's like, he's like, did Boba Fett have a sister? I'm like, well, I think I told you this off here one time. Like, it's it's confusing. And I explained the whole thing, and my sister's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, I don't think he's ready for that one yet. I mean, there's the best part about his life as a Star Wars fan is that he will have so much. Yeah, at this point of him being born, you know, when he was born and now coming into his own, he has so much to jump into. Um, essentially, when we were kids, we had the VHS that were released. Uh, we had tons of expanded universe stuff, which is now no no longer canon. But I mean, I was I wasn't able to read. Uh, yeah you know, the new Jedi order when I was five. Um, and then we just basically had to wait until um, episode one. Yeah. So we got pretty lucky with that, but no, I'm liking bad batch so far. Acolytes apparently coming out in the summertime. Um, uh, the Ray show, I believe is called the new Jedi order. There was a rumor today. That oh, don't call the new Jedi order. Don't, don't well, Dev, it's, it's better than what it was going to be called because there was a rumor today that it was called episode 10. And people were freaking out. Like, no, yeah. no, it's done. Skywalker yeah. Sega's done. Don't call it episode 10. And then Lucasfilm was like, it's not named that. No, they're just going to be smeech, be smirch. The... 21 books of the new Jedi Order series that I just read last year or two years ago. Yeah. God damn it. Sorry. About it's the only thing I like. That's, oh man, that just makes me sad, but that's okay. I, I like Rey as a character. Um, I just wish we did right by her and Finn and Poe from the beginning. Yeah. Essentially, mostly Finn, of course. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot there. To, I mean, and at least, you know, everyone's kind of talked about maybe being back involved so we'll see how much more comes of that and then acolyte will be uh really cool um true detective did you finish it yeah you know what it doesn't really hold I up i can't i can't it's, it's... <laughs> no please. i don't i don't want to say anything too mean this is what the people want okay let's start with positives though okay so let's start with positives i think that's that's fair uh, Jodie Foster was great. She was great. Um, the actress that played next to her, I'm forgetting her name right now. Callie Reyes. Callie Reyes. I hope that she gets a lot of good stuff. Um, that was, the son. she was great. The um, son was legit. The son, good. son was dope. Um, uh, I thought, you know, a lot of the scenery in Alaska was really, really cool. Yep. It's just the <laughs> episode five, episode five, the Mexican standoff. That was cool. Was re was really well done. Yeah, that was, dope. That was um, dope. The ending was quite possibly really. It was the cleaning ladies. What the fuck? No, 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 no. It was the whole community. It was the whole... It, they all banded oh together. God. And they all decided that cold-blooded murder was the way to go. Oh, my God. Man. It's... I you liked, know, was, you know what, by the way, up to then, I liked this enclosed, I was actually starting to really, because yeah. as you know, I've been very mixed on this, but I was digging this feeling when they were back at the research facility and there was this oh. enclosed feeling and they yeah. were like interrogating him of what he knows and he like had the screams in his ears and he was screaming yep. and Callie went to like interrogate him and he's like, oh, she knew too much. 
and we had to do it was like okay like i'm i'm digging this this is this is something and then when it was like no it was the cleaning crew i'm like fuck off there are definitely a couple faults like a you know a couple fumbles near the end with how they handled the actual murder itself um and then of course the murder of annie kotak was poorly handled um yeah not to say and uh, so we're gonna i'm gonna get this out of the way before i move on with our critiques of the show the themes of missing and murdered aboriginal women is very very prominent in canada that's why yes. they call you know we have our own high we, we don't have the trailer of tears we have the high way of tears yeah. um robert Pickton was just in the news a you know a convicted mass murderer of indigenous and aboriginal women uh mostly that he picked up off the side of the road and then disposed of their bodies. Um, so I appreciate the fact that we're, we're having a show about let's essentially it's justice for, for those women. Um, yes. It was okay. Is true detective, the series, the vehicle to do that with. I'm not the right person to ask. I'm not the right no, person to answer. No. From a true detective, a, a true detective super fan, if you will, I'd call super fans or pretty close. Um, this season, the result of the season really did not mesh well with the other crimes portrayed. And they left a lot of things hanging. And, I, and by a lot of things, I'm really just going to say the spiral and the amount of gratuitous name drops to the Tuttles of Louisiana, yeah. which end up not really being a part of anything. No, they just uh, kind of did it for fan service. They did it for fan service, including quite possibly the worst, the worst fan service you think, which was time as a flat circle. Yes which really hurts, um, yeah. which would have made way more sense if friggin' Rust's dad says it or Rust's dad's girlfriend, which is the lady from Andor, yeah. says it. That would have made way more sense if they had passed that on to Rust as, uh, as an individual. Yeah. Um, finishing the show with the patented VHS recording of like, you know, going through the investigation from the very beginning uh, with the camcorder, that should have been going through the whole show, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but you're right about the, the setting in terms of the scientific uh, research station. They just should have been snowed in there from the beginning. Man, I would, it gave this sense of like the shining and the thing, like yep. this, like, you know, this, it, it, this enclosed, feeling that you had i was like and you felt tense i'm like okay this is what i like you know i i obviously hedged and i said oh, i think there might be some supernatural stuff and i was wrong about it that's not why i'm upset is because i felt like they found a formula that was working and then all of a sudden they just they just abandoned it really fast because they had it at the beginning for the first you know few minutes of this and then they had it at the end and they could never find the happy medium to make it all work and even even still um the discovery, if you will, as to like all the pieces falling together was really serendipitous. Mm -hmm. 
Why did they find her tongue on the floor years later? Or was it placed there? We never found out. The one lady with three fingers in the whole fucking town is the one who grabs the hatch, who Jodie Foster happens to go grab the right chemical to realize to make it all shine and, you know, shine in the light or whatever. Um, These mild-mannered scientists end up... And why was Ferris Bueller playing again? Great question. Nobody knows. Um, Why was this mild-mannered cleaning lady murdered with a very, very distinct, specialized, one-of-a-kind tool that uh, they didn't end up actually killing her? You've been doing a very good job of killing her because her boyfriend had to finish her off. And then they put the tool right back where they find it. And then Jodie Foster just happens to go there and find the tool and then it all clicks for her. Um, sure. I don't mind. Uh, yeah. I don't mind the idea of uh, John Hawk's character being contracted out to move the body, to dispose of evidence, to, to delay criminal proceedings and, th- and making the investigation harder. Really love that angle. Um, for him to do it just for, just to be able to get the chief of police uh, was a little weak because I don't know if this case, this Annie Kotak case was the one that was supposed to seal the deal for him or not seal the deal for him. Like at what point in time was he promised to be chief of police and how many cases did he have to interfere with in order to become chief of police? Yeah, because yeah. we don't know the Jodie Foster background. I'm not asking to know her background as to how she got to Ennis, but I'd like to know the timeline where or what was her role before being an Ennis and and then she gets demoted to Ennis and she she becomes the chief of police in Ennis well how long ago was that was that 15 years ago was that 10 years ago and she just came into town and everyone got pissed off and whatever and she's been sleeping around and and what have you or is this like six months ago and it was and John Hawks's character was promised the role and then six months later you know she comes along and knocks him off so I would have liked some of those kind of explanations in terms of the background stuff. Yeah, I agree. I would have liked a lot more of that. There just wasn't as much depth. With no. Stuff. That was but, an issue. you know, to go back to it, the things involving the son, I thought were really, really strong. He got pulled in a lot of different ways in terms of, uh, you know, his, his duty and his honor being a police doing the right person i in it's it's funny in all reality he's probably the true detective of true detective of this season um sure. he did all the research i mean apparently it wasn't even that hard he went through some bank records and some shell companies and found out who it was but he did the research and asked the right questions while jody foster and Callie reyes were like too busy drinking and passing out and fighting and shit like that so mm-hmm. uh but the, I, I, what I'll take away from this season, other than like the lackluster ending, was the Mexican standoff with his dad. Yeah, that was very good. So far, though, it's my worst show of the year. Not a lot of competition. Oh, not is a it, lot of competition. Okay, that's you bring up a really good point. So is it bad? It's certainly divisive on the internet. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I yeah, mean, there's Rolling some Stone, people that really love it. And, you well, know, Rolling you Stone made the... Yeah. Rolling Stone made the claim that it was the best season finale of any True Detective season, which is friggin' oh, such a lie. <laughs> Calm down. 
calm. I actually, you know what? I think we talked about this very briefly a couple weeks ago. I think it's time to give season two some, some love again. I've been on season two, man. No, I know that. But what I mean to say is I think it's time to look at it through a different perspective. Yeah. Um, I've only seen it twice. Well, there, that one had the most pressure from having no Woody and Matt and McConaughey, right? So that one had the most pressure. So when you get to season three with Mahershala, it's like, okay, well, now we're separated away here from what that one was. There's something about season two is such a distinct flavor because it really goes away from the idea of like veteran cop and grizzled cop or young cop or whatever who hate each other to whatever the fuck Colin Farrell was and Rachel McAdams, whatever. And then like Vince Vaughn, I like the, as the idea of like a corrupt gangster guy. Do you think the issue is when I look at something like this compared to, um, um, the Avery Plaza one. White Lotus. White Lotus, where it's all Mike White. Mike White right. is in charge of doing that story, where this has numerous amount of writers and storytellers telling these different stories. Would it not? Do you think it would not be better to have one central writer to do the different anthologies instead of being like, hey, now you get a crack at it, now you get a crack at it? Well, this is the first season that had a different writer, and Nick, oh, was it? It's actually, it, yeah, Nick Pozzolatano. Uh, for lack of a better term, went on a fucking tirade about how not involved he was with this season, mm. um, and how distance distancing himself from the actual season four. Well, he so, wrote the Magnificent in, Seven, so I'm not uh, going to talk too much about his writing. In his in his opinion, this was a pile of garbage, and he made everyone that who would ask him, he made his opinion very very clear, including on social media. So, right. um, this is the first season not to be written by Nick Pozzolatano. Um, it was written by a Mexican woman whose name is escaping me. Isabel, yeah, I think it's Isabella Lopez, I believe. Yes. Um, so there is obviously quite a difference of opinion between those two people. Yeah, but you're right. Like in terms of having consistent you know consistent storytelling sure that's in a perfect world um but i wonder too if we get so enchanted by season one that we expect seasons two three and four to all experience the same type of do people really want that same formula in four different places in the country no i just want good stories all with different yeah well of course we want good stories but it almost seems like people want the two cops who hate each other who go get put on a murder case, who find out who did it, who end up really respecting each other after. That's kind of what everyone's looking for, it seems like. But at the same and, time... And I think people got to remember, too, like, this was around the same time that House of Cards came out. So, you know, I know Kevin Spacey is a piece of shit. But at the time, it was like, holy shit, Kevin Spacey's doing TV? And it was the right. same thing with Woody and McConaughey. is like, they're doing a TV show because this was not the norm at this point. And it is now, right? You have, yes. you know, all these stars, they do TV, they do movies. There's no, there's no blur. Now you do either or like before TV was a death sentence, right? You're, mm -hmm. If you're going back to TV, that means your movie career didn't work. It doesn't matter. Now you can do both. But at the time, I think that show, it, it was good, but I think that was also so irregular because like McConaughey and Woody Harrelson are doing a TV show together. What the hell? It was the McConaissance. It was that yes, Dallas Buyers Club that, that changes literally how we feel about a guy who is in 
you know, failure to launch with Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you finish Clone High? Oh, yes, I did. The fucking finale, man. The twist of twist of twist of twist of twists was such an ingenious, funny thing to do that made literally no sense, but was so ridiculous that only like someone like Scudworth could be so convoluted and, and fucked up to think of that everything was a twist. Had me in stitches the whole the whole time. And we finally got Cloney Island. What a great send-off. Now, if this is the end of the end, I, I know it's not, but let's say it. for, well, let's say it does get canceled again. I am very content with how this season went as a Clone High fan. I, at several points of this last season, I texted my brothers who are also super fans, second time I've used that today, I don't know why, um, who, who essentially grew up on Clone High. And told them multiple times, like, this is the episode that feels the most like the old one. Or this is the thing that these characters do that really, really make me nostalgic. It brings me back to the early 2000s in the best way possible. It just got nominated for a bunch of animated awards, apparently, too. Oh, good. So uh, hopefully that plays out. But we, we already talked a lot about it, but I... Uh... I'm just glad, you know, like you said, I, I hopefully hope that it's not the end of it. Um, but if it is, I'm really glad that I, if it does go away, that I got to see it come back for two seasons and at least it went off from me remembering it the same way that it came. Oh my goodness. Um, now there is like, as we talked about, there's a couple different, um, little nitpicks here and there like in terms of the lack of celebrity voices and, and things yeah, of that nature yeah. that really that that kind of that marginally hurt how i feel about the show but in terms of the last four five six episodes like basically starting from actually you know what like yeah starting from when jfk becomes like a born-again christian we were on like we were going full throttle yeah and they did a great job of really giving everyone lots of time to shine lots of time to develop um tons of like hilarious and then even to like tons of hilarious like classic teenage romantic tropes like people falling in love randomly who then don't fall in love like and they gave every single couple kind of two episodes to kind of fall in love and then realize that they weren't in love or maybe realize that they were in love and or that they were bloody Mary or they were bloody Mary. That was, yeah, that was fun too. But even something like Confucius and Joan were a, like, it's funny. Like they're not really a good match character wise, but they were a good match kind of personality wise. Yeah. And then they both kind of realized that that doesn't necessarily equate to romance. And so it's almost like, if season one had come out basically in 2022, let's say, because it's 20, 2024 and 2023, right? Mm -hmm. We do three seasons in a row. This show would be called So Fucking Woke. Oh my and gosh, there's, yeah. there's no doubt about that, that seasons two and three are woke. No doubt about it. But season one, from a retrospective standpoint, is incredibly woke because like they treat, like it's all about discovering emotions and feelings 
and they do it through the lens of like classic teenage you know dramas but in reality like these characters like really care about each other they listen and it just so happens that sometimes they get like glass in their eye Mm -hmm. it was phenomenal that's all i gotta say um right a few last things here uh just kind of uh other watches uh, we know Shogun's out, and we're going to get to it. Uh, we'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about uh, nothing but good reviews. Uh, Dever, you're going to—you probably won't see Dune this weekend, right? I really, really wish I could, but it's probably not going to happen. So we will get to all that. Um, I had a few throwback uh, watches. Okay. I saw The Fugitive and Goodwill Hunting for the first time. Oh no way! Okay, I have not seen The Fugitive, but I've seen Goodwill Hunting. Good uh, Fugitives on Crave up here. Highly, highly okay. suggest it. Bucket ticket is Fugitive. Movie. I always get Harrison Fugitive Ford. and like Air Force One and or Con Air mixed up. They're both Harrison. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah what's the uh, What's the pitch line for it? Uh, Harrison Ford framed for a murder that he didn't do, and he's on the run, and Tommy Lee Jones is tracking him down. Oh, I'm so in. Tommy yeah. Lee Jones? How am I not yeah. in? Wow. He won okay. the Oscar for this. Did he really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, and Goodwill I'm Hunting pretty, is wow. I'm pretty caught up. I'd like to feel like I'm pretty well versed in 70s and 80s movies. There's a few in the early 90s that I've yet to really tap into again. Like and like those kind of movies, Face Off, Fugitive, yeah. Con Air. Like I watched The Fifth Element last year, stuff like that. So yeah, it's kind of nice to go back to watch some of these. I'm gonna watch Rounders tonight uh, for the first oh, time. I've, that's on Amazon, I think, or something it's like that. It's on Amazon. You saw yeah. it a few weeks ago, I believe. I saw it just ran. I pulled it right out of my ass, too. Like, I was just yeah. doing the whole, like, it was 12 o'clock at night. I'm scrolling through stuff, and I was like, I had no no preconceived notions because of, you know, the, the rewatchables or anything like that. And then I was like, oh, I'm so in. It's it's great. It's fun. Uh, I will say with Google, man, I love that Affleck in there. Affleck is so good in that. Like, yeah. I know everyone gives Robin credit and Damon credit, but I love how funny Affleck is in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, uh, I'm actually, I mean, I had always kind of, it's one of those movies, like, I've already seen bits and pieces of it, but it's yeah. cool to just kind of see the whole thing. And then you're just like, man, why did Minnie Driver not have a bigger, big, a bigger career? Like, you know who Minnie Driver is, but she never really had a big career. Well, she was the voice of Jane and Tarzan, too. Yeah. With, like, the with the Phil Collins soundtrack. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not really sure yeah i'd have to do a deep we'd have to do so deep that's dives her you know the takes on it from the rewind that's her apex mountain then is that around that time goodwill hunting tarzan it doesn't Probably. get any bigger than her for that point uh let's just do a quick hollywood rundown and get out of here um few few big stories um so we have x-men 97 coming uh next month here like a day away from march uh spider-man the animated series head writer john semper jr said he would like to continue his show. Why not? We need to find out where Mary Jane went, so we never yeah, found no out. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding, hey? So and I'm, and, I'm down. and the, the reintroduction of old-ass Madam Web. Old-ass Madam Web, yeah. Uh, the, and he, he did an interview today saying like he's never been thanked for uh, the Spider-Verse because he kind of did create it. Kind of? Think, that's a stretch. It's... Yeah. It, He's not wrong, yeah. but he's certainly not right. He's definitely not the kind of guy we're going to say, oh, he's the guy. I mean, Spectacular Spider-Man, I also really liked. I'm down with either of them. But, you know, bringing back this one is obviously from our childhood. So 
And I just want to know what happened to Mary Jane because she was Hydro Woman, and we never got to find out where the very Mary, the real Mary Jane was. So it'd be nice to have a conclusion mm-hmm. to all that. Mm-hmm. Like one of the one of the disappointing things from our childhood. But it's like, but where was Mary Jane? I remember watching that just, and this was kind of before you know I was clued into Hollywood as a, in general, or even just with having the internet, like. I thought like there would just be an episode afterwards that would explain it all. I didn't realize that it was kind of like the series finale. Yeah. Uh, a few gaming things. Uh, GTA is going to have three and three basketball in it. That will cause any uh, fights. Of course. Sure. Uh, of course fights, it will. Sure. Uh, hell divers do... going Our, crazy. Hell divers has been crazy, man. That's uh, we had pal world and now we have hell divers crazy and yeah hell divers they just lost the world to the robot faction and people on xbox are like put me in coach yeah they're waiting uh r.i.p to richard lewis uh, unfortunately lost him today for many great things great stand-up people probably know him from our generation best from curb yeah so it's gonna be weird watching him the rest of the season on curb with uh with knowing that his uh his passing had happened yeah, it's really difficult. That's that's too bad because he's someone who like it. Don't like I know he's had a very prolific career, but it almost seems like, especially like through his curb stuff and with curb ending, like he was primed for like another kind of like little push near the end. Yeah, of of his uh, career. So, um, no ever easy transition from that. So R.I.P. Uh, the Naked Gun is getting rebooted with Lee. Uh, dangerous set of skills himself who who's that um, not liam not liam neeson um yeah that's liam neeson liam neeson yeah liam neeson okay so okay here's i guess this is almost like a From leslie nielsen to liam yes. neeson um weird like i didn't really think leslie nielsen movies ever needed to be remade but here we are i suppose yeah I just watched a terrible movie. I, I ended up doing the uh, curling cha- the conference curling championships this week, which I've never done curling before. So I watched Men with Brooms. Oh, so okay. fucking bad! Really? That's probably like that's like their version of Coach Carter. It seems like it's so bad. You don't want to know how okay. it ends. So more or less, long story short, some girl's dad dies, and he wants the old curling team to get back together. I'll spare you the rest of the details. So they put his ashes into a stone. They end up using that stone in the ice and the stone breaks in pieces Yeah, and lands in the middle and the ashes land all over the place and they get points for everything and they win. Wow. That's so, kind of messed up. Yeah, it's very stupid. Um, That's about it. We, we had, do you, you, did you hear about this fake Willy Wonka thing? In the UK? Yes. Yeah. Kids yeah. are crying and shit. Oh yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was pretty fucked up. That is fucked up. Absolutely it is. Uh, also fucked up is that Uber Eats is now doing... This is the last thing I wanted to end with, was the surge pricing for Uber Eats for mm. Wendy's. So it's like, it's like it's like a stock value now? Like, can a Baconator drop in price? Yes, quite literally. Wendy's was investing a whole bunch of money into new digital boards that were going to be implemented in 2025, and they are experimenting with the idea of surge pricing, which is friggin so weird 
Uh, it's like a, it's just a baconator or a single or a double yeah, or whatever. Like a, it's like, yo, I just got nuggets at one dollar and a baconator at four. Well, mm. You know, you know, they would never be that cheap. The no. price they are now, they would probably be the lowest price. And then when it mm. comes to like six o'clock, it's like, oh, a baconator is actually thirteen dollars. And you're like, what the hell? Um, I, don't, I mean, so, I guess people are desperate. They're going to do it. I mean, normally when I go on DoorDash, I'm next to never ordering anything unless there's a deal on there uh today they walked it back and said that like you know due to the the, the immense backlash that they're you know they were toying with the idea they were never actually mm. going to do it but it's oh, like shit. of course you're gonna of course you're gonna do it yeah just like how that come you know how like mercedes was gonna have a subscription service for heated seats and shit like that mm-hmm. yeah so uh, that's about it for the week. Uh, next week, we'll come back with some Shogun. Um, and uh, yeah, anything else, Dev, before we get out of here? Uh, I've watched a couple of episodes of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, I've only oh. seen two. I'm, I'm one foot in. I'm not out yet. I'm like dipping my toe in. And I want to see if I can continue, if I can convince the rest of the people that I watch it with to like, you know, dive into it some more. Is it? A, do you think it's a recommend or is it like a? It's like a. Eh. I really liked it, but I don't want to put my stellar reputation on the line for it. I will also say this now, um, because of episode two reminded me of it, and talking about rounders. Uh, John Turturro might be one of my five favorite actors of all time. Yeah, we because... talked about with Adam and all them. Like when you see someone and you're in, it's like Toro done. Even like going as far as like the Transformers movies, like you know those, I have a very, I have a very, very low opinion of those. Him as like the FBI inspector or whatever, like, just made me smile every time I watched it. He's in Big Lebowski, he's in Rounders, he's all over the place. So do the right thing, I believe. Yep. 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 Him and like Stanley Tucci, man, just grab those Transformers movies, <laughs> and we're just like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna try to do my best to make this movie entertaining. They like overacted to the point that it was that it was like fun, yeah. Which is kind of what we were hoping for from Transformers. I suppose. Hey, Transformers one most anticipated list. Yeah, Hopefully my, coming my, out this year. My most anticipated list. Is just, I guess why not that? Just it's not a year of me doing a most anticipated list if something doesn't get pushed, and that's what happened. About half of it being pushed. Holy the shit! Ballerina got pushed, and then the Robert Patterson uh, movie got pushed yeah oh i'll say this uh tokyo vice season two oh yeah is fire they it seems like they took all of the feedback from season one got rid of all the bullshit the stuff they're doing now is important and it's awesome you're really in that eh yeah because they refocused the show at first it was like a drama with like a weird you know weird love triangle kind of riverdale bullshit and now it's about a reporter solving crimes and it's about Ken Watanabe friggin' fighting Yakuza. That's all nice. it should be about. I'm in. I forgot. We will have another. So we'll have Bad Batch next week. Give us more. We'll talk more about Tokyo next week as well. Yeah. Um, we also have The Regime next week as mm, well. Right, 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 right. The Kate Winslet show. The Kate Winslet show. So, which, I mean, Kate doesn't really do anything really bad at all. So that's also next week. So with that, we have Shogun. And some people are calling Shogun right now like the best show on television. I, I have not seen anything lower than a 9.8. It is the highest rated show on IMDb right now. Wow. 
So it's crazy. I, I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm, I'm excited for it. So yeah, uh, we'll be talking about that next week and, uh, yeah, until next time, folks, cheers and enjoy. Thank you for watching Fresh Take Network. Follow us on social media platforms at Fresh Take 42.